Hello, you're listening to episode three of Be You, Be Heard, a program of Girl Scout Spirit of Nebraska, where we elevate girls' voices and get a window into their unique paths to leadership. My name is Renee, and I'm excited to be your host as we chat with girls and the people who are helping them to grow in courage, confidence, and character. Episode three is called The Magic of Camp. We'll talk with Maya and Keely, who have a lot of great stories from their camp experience. And we all got really long sticks, and we pretended to be wizards. We'll also talk with Savannah, a.k.a. Baja, about being a camp counselor and a camp director. And so it was like, it was the most unreal thing I'd ever seen because she was probably up on the tree for like 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden she just walks across in like five seconds. This podcast is recorded in Lincoln, Nebraska, in the studios of community radio station 89.3 FM, KZUM. Their website is kzum.org. Since the inception of Girl Scouts in 1912, Girl Scouts have been camping. And even today, being outdoors and appreciating nature is a key part of the Girl Scout experience. In the summer of 2018, the Girl Scout Research Institute collaborated with the American Camp Association to explore how camp helps develop positive characteristics and life skills in girls. The study is called From Girl Scout Camp to Real World Champ, and you can find it in the show notes or at the Girl Scouts website, girlscouts.org. The results show that camp is critical to girls' development in confidence, empathy, willingness to try new things, leadership, appreciation for nature, and more. I think you'll enjoy listening to this interview with Maya and Keely and hearing how camp has influenced them at a young age. Hi, my name is Keely, and I'm in fifth grade. Hi, uh, I'm Maya, and I'm also in fifth grade. I've been to Camp Maha because they have a bunch of summer camp. So there was the um, cupcake sort of camp that I had the first year. Then the second year, I had the archery camp. Then um, I went to the one for a camper badge, and our Girl Scout troop just sort of camped there. I've been to Camp Maha for the Girl Scout, like, sleepover camp out. I've done that. And for the camper badge... And I've been to Camp Catherine for the Eco Camper Badge. When you did your camper badge, did you stay overnight? I think we did. Yeah, we did. Did you guys both do your camper badge at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she shared a tent with Jordan, a girl in my Girl Scout troop, and then two other girls from... The same troop. Yeah, the same troop. And then I shared a tent with two other girls from the same troop. So what other stuff did you do to earn your camper badge? We helped out with stew and cleaning. Dump cakes. Yeah, dump cakes, but I didn't get to work on the dump cakes. <laughs> dump cakes are fun. What are dump cakes? you got to tell me that. Well, no, I don't know what they are. Well, you got a can of fruit, mm-hmm. you got some baking mix, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then you basically just dump it all in a crock pot. Or, no, not Crock-Pot. I mean Dutch, Dutch oven. oven. Dutch oven. And you stir it up, and you put it in the fire. And then put the charcoal, the hot charcoal, on the Dutch oven. And then what, what does it taste like when it comes out? Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it's like it's like cobbler. Okay. Like peach cobbler, apple cobbler, except this was with blueberries and I think strawberries. No, wait, it was cherries. Yeah, it was cherries. Wait, what? Blueberries and cherries. That was good. We slept in tents, mm-hmm. 
And we made a ton of friends. When you went to this to get your camper badge, how many other girls were there that you hadn't met before? Well, that's a lot. A lot? There were a like, lot of girls there? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Not her. like too many to count, but like, you know, we didn't really bother to count. So when you were, when you first got to camp and you saw all these girls you didn't know, what were you thinking? I was thinking, oh man, this is a lot of girls. I got to befriend some of them at least. I think I was thinking something a little bit better because I saw my mind just like sort of went to the the person who I think I would have made bestest friends with and and it just like bing okay let's go make friends and those are the two girls that I slept in the tent with So how did you know you would be friends with them? I don't know they acted like me and and they made jokes and I like it and I like jokes um, how did you go about making your new friends? Did you just like walk up to them and be like, hey guys, what's up? Like, how did you, how did you do that? I think I might have had to gain a little confidence, but that was only because I was a little shy, not too shy. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of those obnoxious people that like, who always is just doesn't really care what other people think of them <laughs> and fine. they don't get embarrassed easily. So I kind of was uh, just sort of walked up to him and was like, hey guys, what's up? You want to do this and stuff? And I'm kind of naming things that I like to do and they like to do it. So I'm like, yeah, this is going to work. What kind of stuff do you like to do at camp? Well, I like sticks. <laughs> I like I like to play with I like to play with sticks. How do, what do you do with sticks? That's so um, much fun. We, we use them as staffs. Okay. And we all got really long sticks and we pretended to be wizards and... We set up our tent in front of a rock, a very large rock. We put our sticks on the rock, and we call it Wizard's Rock. <laughs> and it was fun. And we went hiking with the sticks. Okay. So did you have your sticks with you, like, all weekend? Uh, Yes. Okay. And then my favorite, favorite thing was, well, my group got to uh, plan... The campfire, which is like the best part of the whole camp out where you get to do all the songs and stuff. So I came up with this idea for my church camp where you get to like come up with your own skit and like you get to play it in front of people. And um, like there's a sign up board that we had skit night at the campfire. And then you just sign name or name of skit here. So you cooked dump cakes and you had skits around the fire. And what else did you do? Did you have to put up your own tent? Yes. Yes. How but, did that go? But they go? did it uh, like, so they did it indoors first. Like they showed us all how to do it, even though I know how to put up a tent. And uh, then then we would get in groups and go outside and we'd put up all the easy tents. To me, it was like, like, we struggled a little bit, but my group managed to put it up, and it was all fine. So what else did you do for your camper badge? Well, we went hiking, obviously. Pretty sure we did a craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a craft. We tied knots. Yes, we did knots with, with ropes. So what kind of knots did you learn how to? Square knot. Square knot? Anything else? No, that's it. Okay, did you get really good at it? No. Yeah. 
We also like did stuff about respecting wildlife while you're camping to like set up a good camping spot. We did fire stuff, mm-hmm. building fires. And yeah, that kind of sums it up. Do you have a camp name? Um <laughs> we came up with mine in the car. Um Oh yeah, it's Kiwi Bird. Kiwi Bird. Do you have a camp name? Mac and Chez. Mac and Chez? Yes, Mac and Chez. <laughs> okay. It's kind of funny. It's it's because um, my initials spell Mac. I love Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese just sounds like a freaking obnoxious name. So you had to change <laughs> it from Mac and Cheese to Mac and Chez? Yes. What's something you've done at camp that you're proud of? Um, One thing that made me proud was setting up a charcoal fire and cooking in a Dutch oven because those are two new acquired skills now. So now I'm getting better at it, but I'm I'm like level one still. Okay, how about you, Maya? I like making people happy. And that really succeeded at the skit thing at Camp Maha. From what I'm hearing, you're very... You love to perform and make people laugh. Yeah. And you had the perfect stage for that at camp. Yeah, and... Um, you would make a great comedian. My favorite memory is making all the new friends that I made because making friends is now one of my main goals in life. Making friends and not getting a boyfriend. That is a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good plan. Yeah. Did camp help you make new friends? Yeah. What does camp life mean to you? It means awesomeness all summer. That's pretty much it. All I can say is awesome. Camp is awesome. I, I just, I love outdoors and all that kind of stuff and very large sticks <laughs> <laughs> that, I can, that I can carry around. Oh, bringing it back like around the sticks. Would you encourage other girls to go to camp? Yes, all the time. Most Always. Definitely. 1,000 times yes. Why, why should Girl Scouts go to camp? Because it's awesome. Right now, the summer camp season is just getting started. Girl Scout Spirit of Nebraska has a few specials to get her to camp. There's a deal with a free Girl Scout membership with camp registration, and a select number of camps are available for a girl to bring a friend along for free. If you have questions, you can send an email to support at girlscoutsnebraska.org. My next interview is with Savannah, a.k.a. Baja. She's got an inside perspective on how awesome camp is. My name is Savannah O'Barton, and I um, work for Girl Scouts. I was a camp counselor for two years before becoming a director. I worked a total of five years in the camp um, program before moving to the actual office where I work in outreach now. Your camp name is Baja. Yeah. Talk about camp names. The point of camp names now is to kind of put a barrier between girls and their camp leaders. So you create a camp name and then it keeps girls from looking you up online. Um, It keeps girls from thinking about the fact that you have a personal life at home. Um, And then it just kind of gives them the availability to create a, not like a fantasy, but like um, they get their own idea of who you are based off that camp name, which is usually pretty silly. Um, So it lightens things, I guess. And when girls get camp names, what does that do for them? 
it's kind of like it's not like a separate personality or identity, but it does give girls the opportunity to create their own identity um, in a in a different way. So they have like their students or they are a daughter, you know, but that camp, they get to be whoever they want to be and then they get to put a name on it. How did you get the name of Baja? It was really hard for me to come up with a name because at the time I didn't even really know who I wanted. You know, they explained that to me and I was like, well, I don't really know who I want to be. I was sitting around a couch at an archery training. One of the staff members was like, well, (laughs) you're brown and (laughs) um, you're small and um, Baja means small in Spanish. So (laughs) I don't really know. I guess I was like, "That, that works for me. What is the process of girls getting camp names? I always have just let them do whatever they want when it comes to that. If you want a camp name, that's okay. And then they just kind of, it's weird because they'll be like, well, what's your favorite food? And then someone will be like, tomato. And they'll like be like, you can't be called tomato. you know. So then they try to think about the things that um, they love in their everyday lives. And then they try to, I think, collaborate that with the creativity in their brains, you know, uh-huh. obviously. And then try to come up with a name that's going to fit them. But I also try to be like, if you're going to make a camp name, try to make sure that it's a name that you can keep for a few years, you know, so that you can um, still remain that person. And how long have you been Baja? Um, About almost eight years now. Almost eight years. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That name can really stick with you sometimes, especially if you are coming back to camp over and over again as a girl or an adult. So. Are there some fun stories about how girls got camp names that you can think of? For one instance, there was this girl who um, we were going on the challenge course, and she was a real she was afraid to be on anything with heights, which is pretty significant because a lot of our challenge courses uh, involve heights. So um, she didn't want to be a part of the ropes; she wanted to watch. But then somehow. I mean, whether it was the kids rooting her name or us, you know, like everyone's just trying to encourage her to get Uh up there. And she did. And I can't remember for the life of me what her camp name was, but it was based around the fact that she was brave and got up on these um, obstacles, despite the fact that she didn't want to or didn't think that she had the courage to in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's not Braveheart, but something Something, along the lines. Something like that. Yeah. We kind of go through the same obstacles. At a, on a bigger scale when we're adults, you know, mm-hmm. but these, so these girls are learning how to overcome challenges that they're afraid of, but we have to keep overcoming challenges that we're afraid of forever, you know, so it's mm-hmm. cool that we're instilling that in them so young, I guess. It's really, and it's amazing to watch. You're right. Yeah. Very inspiring. I remember one girl in particular, very, very scared, which I don't blame her. She was about to go on to the spaghetti. I don't really know how to describe that so that people can What's the spaghetti? I don't think I know what that means, the spaghetti. Yeah, so it's between two trees, and it's okay. basically just a wire that's several wires that are woven together. Okay. And then you have three ropes that come from the top of a string that you can okay. hold on to to balance. Okay. And then you have your harness. And so you're up in the air about 10 feet, and you're, the point is to try to balance and walk across it. So this girl climbs the ladder. And sometimes the ladder's the hardest part, right? So yes. she gets up onto the log, and we're just rooting for her. We're like, uh-huh. yeah, she's finally up there, you know. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden she panicked, which is understandable as well. But mm-hmm. then she grabbed under the tree, and it was kind of like there was no going back for her. She didn't want yeah. to um, move forward. She was afraid to move back as well. So at this point, she had panicked completely. Yes. Um, and then it was really cool because— 
then you have counselors that are like, okay, I can take this on. You know, they're walking up the ladder to try mm-hmm. to talk to her. She's stubborn. She knows what she wants. That's okay. <laughs> so she's she's like, no, 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 don't touch me, don't touch me. So obviously you comply. And one of the counselors went up there, and I have no idea what she said to her, but she she helped her by grabbing her hand and guiding her hand to one of the ropes. And somehow between talking to her and maybe giving her that courage that she had instilled in her I don't know but they she got her onto the log and she actually went across and she didn't have any problems and so it was like it was the most unreal thing I'd ever seen because she was probably up on the tree for like 15 minutes and then all of a sudden she just walks across in like five seconds and then it's cool because then everyone's screaming like these kids yeah cheering at the top of their lungs yeah like just so proud of her and excited exactly you can feel the pride like I can feel it right now I know right yeah I know that feeling it is like nothing else like when you see someone because in an everyday life as an adult, you don't always see people with that kind of bravery taking action. Or maybe you do, but you don't realize it because it's in- internal. But yeah, it's just so exciting to see girls like conquer their fears like that. Yeah, not to be exciting. corny, but it's actually really beautiful. It is. Yeah. When I first started camp, and I think when a lot of people first start camp, they worry about the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And they worry about, are the girls going to like my activities? Mm-hmm. Are the girls going to have fun? I don't want them to be bored. But the thing that I love the most about camp is there's kind of this sort of, not magical energy, but there's a sort of energy that flows through. And you realize that as long as you're there and you're present and you're genuine and you, you're you aware that these girls are your responsibility to not only create like a safe space for them, but to also allow them to be whoever they want to be or whoever they need to be and to also find a way to be who they need within your own boundaries um I just the relationships part is so significant because I feel like you could have you could Mm -hmm. have a program that is well planned out and everything is it's ready down to a t but the relationships have to be there or else it doesn't matter and these relationships that you build you you don't have a lot of opportunities outside of this environment to build these types of relationships. I mean, we have girls that come in and they're telling you they love you after two days and you know they love you and you know that you love them back. And it's just it's really cool because it's it's just not it's not like a teacher student. It's not like a friends. It's it's a very strange relationship, but it's um it's definitely necessary. It's like a mentor with a mentee. And that's, I think, my favorite part. And it makes you feel really cool mm-hmm. if kids think you're cool. And oh my goodness, camp counselors, you guys can be legendary <laughs> in in the girl community. You can become famous in it's, a state. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've seen that and I can be like, oh, do you guys know banjo or do you know Baja? And the girls would be like, oh my gosh, I love them so much. They, <laughs> they just go bonkers to see you and they just tell us so many stories. And I think it shows that like that relationship you're talking to. Yeah, but you're right. It is like there's really no relationship like it. There was my first year as a director with the co-director, and that was Banjo that you spoke about. Uh-huh. And so we were so young. We were like the youngest directors in the program. Uh-huh. Um, we... <laughs> So we are a girl-led organization. We allowed the girls to have much more of a say than usual. And so the one of the categories that they chose for Choose Your Challenge Extreme was Getting Dirty and H2O Extreme. So um, Getting Dirty was like everything messy that you could imagine. So we had Twister, 
And we, we used condiments. It was ketchup and mustard and relish and every dis- mayo, every disgusting thing that you can think of was on one plastic sheet that was probably like 20 by 30 feet. And <laughs> I just remember looking at the counselors and being like, all right, guys, get ready because, you know, we're about to do this. And the girls and the counselors all played messy Twister. Um, and then, of course, Twister only lasted for about three minutes probably at the most before it just became this big food fight essentially and it was just a lot of fun like yeah these girls had ketchup in their hair everyone's disgusting their eyebrows are crusted over with mustard and <laughs> it was smelled awful but it was probably a memory that no one from the camp that day was gonna ever forget where else on earth do you get to choose to kind of do that sort of wacky activity yeah and the and the adults indulge you and you get to do that. And for the rest of their life, they're going to have that ridiculous memory <laughs> of playing Messy Twister yeah. with their camp counselors. And it's camp, you know? Yeah. It's the magic of camp. I will say that there's nowhere in the world, there's nothing in the world like camp. If there's a parent or a girl out there who's never been to camp, what would you say to them? I would say, well, first, um, obviously, I would ask them what their concerns are, but... I just think that for the girl, um, camp is a place where we have safe boundaries. They're not going to run into anything that's too inappropriate at camp. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's safe in that sense where... Age appropriate. Age appropriate. Yeah, perfect. That's the perfect way to say it. Um, we're, we're allowing them to make their own decisions and come up with their own ideas. And we're allowing them to become who they are. We're not telling them to become who they are. So... I think that was my backstory for what I would really say to a parent. I would just tell them your daughter. Well, first of all, your daughter's come to the right place because Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what kind of girl comes to our camp. Usually they end up having a good time. I just think camp is probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. So you're looking at someone who has experienced it firsthand. I've seen girls come in who are too shy to even have a conversation with an adult. I've seen girls come in who don't know what it's like to even have friends. I've seen girls who have come in who would never even think of having a conversation in front of a group of people. And then nonchalantly, within a few days, all of these things have changed without her even noticing. And it's because we didn't address it. We just gave her the tools and the room for her to try it out um, in a way that wasn't stressful. If you're worried about your girl, just send her to camp because it's, it's a significant place for growth. Thank you so much for listening to episode three of Be You, Be Heard. For episode four, we will be talking about programs for older girls that help build their leadership skills. This includes Why We Camp, the Girl Scout Advisory Group, and many, many more. If you have questions about being a Girl Scout, you can head online to our website at girlscoutsnebraska.org. If your Girl Scout troop is interested in contributing to this podcast, email marketing at girlscoutsnebraska.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, spread the love and recommend it to a friend or rate us on your podcast listening app. Thanks for listening. We'll see you with the next episode and let's keep making the world a better place. Once there was a donut named Franklin and Franklin had a wonderful, wonderful (laughs) life. But in his life, he felt like there was something missing. Almost as if there was a hole inside of him.